Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a program with a, a desk and a monitor and computer, and there's a computer over there, and it's all sorts of stuff. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. All the places are also us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting in this chair. Sitting over in that chair, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks, our executive producer, Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Happy game day. Happy game day. It is game day. Game day. There's a, is there college football tonight? Mm, yeah. It's I don't know what like, it is. Ah, college but football game. Yeah. Right? There's definitely one we up there. all three too. levels tonight. High Correct. school on Texan Live. College on whatever the college, I don't know. And then uh, the, the Chiefs and the Lions. Yeah. The Chefs and the Lions. It'll be fun. But the Lions get destroyed. Wow. Wow. What a hater. Give me one good reason to believe in Detroit, and I'll have this conversation. No, 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 no. They're supposed to be pretty good. Better than they were last they're supposed year. To, they're supposed but to the, be a threat to win the NFC North. The The bar was at a low last year, so it can really only go up. I don't remember what they did last year. They were pretty garbage last year. Were they? Yeah. Were they? Yeah, the best thing that happened to Detroit was they put up a uh, they put up a billboard about Matthew Stafford when he won the Super Bowl at the Rams because they had nothing else to celebrate. To finish second in the NFC North, 
don't know. Seemed like they did okay. What was their record? Their record last year. Oh, that's not what I need. When you're looking at the live coverage of us, looking up what the Lions did last year, they're nine and eight. Nah, okay. They finished stronger than I thought they did. Yeah, they were really they bad at the made, beginning they of the year. The playoffs. They I can't the playoffs. remember. That anyway, seems like eons ago. Today is Thursday, September seventh, twenty twenty-three. Seventy-seven days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to well, Easy E. Happy heavenly birthday to Easy E. Nice birthday to Kevin Love. Okay. Kevin Love's 35. He plays basketball. Uh, and happy. Uh, speaking of basketball players, happy birthday to Donovan Mitchell. Nice. All their birthdays today. Hope they have a wonderful day. Big Hope basketball you have a wonderful birthday. birthday too, valued listener. On today's, it's episode 1645. On today's show, folks, we have got, is it 45 or 44? 45. Nailed it. 1645. On today's show, folks, uh, big show. We got my top 10 Texas high school football games this week. Then we'll be joined by the head coach of the state ranked Toller Rattlers, Snake Farm. Let's go. Coach Jeremy Mullins will join us here on the show to talk a little toller football. Then, back half the show, my predictions for week three of the Texas high school football season. So stick around for that, or don't. But please do. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Ed McElroy, Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thanks for spending a little bit of your Thursday with us as we gear up for a big football weekend. And that big football weekend pickle is going to include a bunch of Texas high school football games in week three of the Texas high school football season. A bunch. A bunch. A boatload. A bunch. I mean, what would you call it? A, 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 a bunch. A bucket <laughs> it was just the way you said it. A bucketful. Uh, tons of o football games. There's more than 700 across the state. I went through it. I went through every one, and I gave each one of them a particular score. No, you did not. And then I want to present to you my results mm-hmm. of the top 10 Texas high school football games this week in week numero trace, starting tonight, 7 o'clock at Crusader Stadium in Belton. Live on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. It is the number four ranked Wimberley Texans taking on the number two ranked Brock Eagles in a 4A Division II versus 3A Division One clash. Uh, this is, there's a real argument to be made that that is the, that is the game of the week uh, across the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's others that, that are on this list that I think have a claim to it, but I think certainly this is on that very, very short list. I am fascinated by this game. So Brock is a team that is once again going through that absolutely brutal schedule. And uh, they got a win last week over Wichita Falls Hershey. Um and their defense has been excellent. Cooper Massey, their linebacker, has been a menace, and their defense has been really, really good. Their offense has been um, uh, not, slow out of the gate. Yeah, which is not typical for Brock. Brett Tudor, their running back, is kind of the star of the show. They're working in a new quarterback, but they are they are grinding it out. Okay, they are they're playing real rock fight football right now they are going to be faced with a big challenge tonight in Wimberley uh, a team that has uh, soared to a 2-0 record uh, quarterback Cody Stover who you may remember from the state championship game last year was, has been spectacular 11 touchdowns in his first two games uh, they've got a great running back in Chase Carson and their defense has been pretty good as well allowing just 13 points per game the question for me is going to be can Brock's offense like get anything going because there's a chance that like Wimberley scores like 24 points and the game's over like mm-hmm. Brock has got to get something going offensively huge game tonight on Dave Campbell's Texan Life let's go 7 o'clock Friday night in spring 
Live on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. It is the number a top twenty five matchup in six A as the number two Galena Park North Shore Mustangs visit the number twenty three Spring Westfield Mustangs in a game that I think that it's fair to say has lost a little bit of its luster. Um, Spring Westfield looked fantastic in Week One, soared past Cy Park, um, and then uh, did not soar. They were in Week Two bad offensively last week. Yeah, they Fort did not look Tower. good. So they they rang up two hundred twenty eight yards total offense. If you take away a 60-yard touchdown run by Taji Atkins, they gave up. They had just 168 yards total offense. Yeah. Uh, and averages four yards a carry. They've got to find something going up against Caleb Bailey and this North Shore attack that is starting to really round and form. They look the part. Caleb Bailey's back, and he's going to be a problem. Um, of course, one of the things I've get, got my eye on here is the trench play. North Shore's uh, that's always where this game is, is fun because both these teams really value themselves on being the most physical team. It's going to be a great matchup there. I like North Shore, not to spoil my picks video, but this should be a really intriguing matchup there uh, in, in spring. So keep an eye on that one. Let's go small school now. 3A versus 2A matchup. Top three matchup as the number three team in 3A Division One. I think it's 3A Division One. yeah. Yeah, the it is. The Edna Cowboys. Take on the number two team in 2A Division One. the Refurio Bobcats. Let's go to Ashley Pickle for some thoughts on Edna. Yep. She's a little, she's a little I'm sore. I'm still salty. She's a little sore because Edna was the team. Mainly not... because the entire Edna football team was in my DMs after the Lano game. <laughs> well, don't, don't talk mess. Um, this is a really intriguing matchup as Edna goes down, uh, travels to uh, Refurio to take on the Bobcats. Edna has been very workmanlike through their first two weeks. Good wins over East Bernard and Bay City. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really appreciate about them is that their offense has found a way to get it done in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their quarterback, they don't ask they don't ask Jaden Clay to do a ton, uh, but they've got a junior running back in Cade Rodas, who has been really strong to start the year, uh, and another running back in uh, Carmine, uh, Carmine Williams, who can kind of spread it around. Going up against a Refurio team that is going to be the, the faster team here, and that's mm-hmm. just because well, they're, they're one of the fastest teams in the state, Ernest Campbell, uh, etc. They got back on the good foot after a week one loss last week. or uh, They got back on the good foot in week two after a week one loss. Uh, remember when they, they lost to Hitchcock. The offense has no notes. been very, very good. Mm-hmm. The defense... Looked a lot better last week against Corpus Christi London. That's also a not as good as Hitchcock Corpus Christi London team. Uh, Edna will challenge them, and that is going to be a really interesting thing because Edna will physically challenge mm-hmm. them up front. Yeah, I was just going to say, this is going to be very telling to see, one, how the Edna defensive backs are going to par out this year um, mm-hmm. against speed, and yep. then for Refurio, seeing how well they are able to punch up against a line because Refurio is small up front. They're yep. very small, and Edna is like a... They're gargantuan so, men. So this is a really interesting test for Refurio uh, taking on Edna. And it, like this is one of those things where I think the margins matter. And if Refurio could be like the world's best one and two team after this week, mm-hmm. really and truly, because they'd have losses to uh, Hitchcock and Edna, both 3A teams, both like top five 3A teams. Yeah, 3A Division one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, so. so two full classifications ahead or two full divisions ahead. Yeah. So keep an eye on that one. Let's now go. This is tasty. 7 o'clock, I think. Yeah, 7 o'clock Friday night at Eakin Stadium in Timpson as the number eight ranked Dangerfield Tigers visit the number one in 2A Division One Timpson Bears. Um, 
if you want offense and you want big plays, this is the game for you. Dangerfield is going to hit a bunch of home runs in this game. Chase Johnson, their quarterback. They've got Bubba Hampton, Aaron Hampton back. He is a, a dynamo. Going up against Timpson who's looked really good despite not having the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year in Terry Bussey. Uh, they moved J.J. Garner, their running back, over to quarterback. Vosky Howard ran for like 180 yards in the second half last week in their win. Their offense has been off the charts. This is going to be a home run derby here in there. So which defense can come up with a couple of stops? Fascinating game in Timpson tomorrow night, Dangerfield and Timpson. This one's a little bit off the board, and I'm excited to talk to one of the participants coming up here in just a moment. Uh, going down Friday night in Toller as the Dallas Christian Chargers take on the Toller Rattlers in a private school versus uh, public school clash. Um, Toller is is kind of the uh, like at this point we know we know about Toller we know what they're about and they're about running the stinking ball um they are really good at doing that they got a couple of guys uh in Peyton Brown and in uh, Isaac Blessing who have been very good but they've been able to throw the ball a little bit as well cuz Isaac Blessing uh, has thrown the ball a little bit as well this team is 2 and 0 looking very good got two or two wins over Early and Peaster I think they're better than Early and Peaster what is Interesting about this game is that Dallas Christian's coming off. Uh, Dallas Christian's hard to read right now. They have a, a resounding win over Bishop Dunn. They were our number one team in the, in the private school ranks uh, last week. Before they go over to Louisiana and lose to Wachita Christian, and I just they lose seventeen to fourteen. I just have no idea what to do with that. Yeah, like there's no. I just don't have any sort of. I don't. The know, measuring stick does not exist. I don't <laughs> know what Wachita Christian is. They might be like. Like really IMG good. Academy, yeah. they might be like the greatest team of all time, or they might be like you know worse than Toller. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I just don't know what this what this team is. I do know what they're about. They have a couple of big time playmakers. Speedy Nettles, their core, their their wide receiver is a certified blue chipper. Uh, they've got a, a a quarterback, a dual threat quarterback in Luke Carney that you need to know about. I've had some people ask me like what the comparison is for Dallas Christian. I think what they are is they're a really good four A team. Yeah, is how that I feels right. I, that feels right. I think they're a really good 4A team or like a, a decent 5A Division II team. So this is a huge test for Toller punching up in that regard. Huge game there. Saturday, I think, right? Yes. Is this right? South Oak Cliff, is this game Saturday? Let's find out. That feels noble. Anyway, let's talk about the game first. South Oak Cliff welcomes in the DeSoto Eagles. This game is on Saturday. Uh, Saturday at 6 o'clock right now. Um, as the DeSoto Eagles visit the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears in a matchup of defending state champs, number three in 6A, taking on number two in 5A Division Two, DeSoto is an understandable favorite in this game because they are the, the bigger team, the 6A uh, team. They, they should have the advantage there. They've also been very good. Uh, I, one of the questions I have is who's going to step up in the stead of Tiger Ryden? Mm-hmm. He, he did go down in this game or in, the, in their, their first game. Should be out for a couple of weeks. They've got a, a kind of a... a bevy of running backs back there i would look for guys like chad williams or, or jakairi washington to carry the load but make no mistake this team is about dj bailey their quarterback who is uh, such a phenom for them and i think their defense which has been very good south oak cliff is coming off of and i said this on t- uh tap and step south oak cliff might be coming off their most complete game in more than a year yeah like, honestly like when you talk about all three phases what they were able to do last week against lancaster was a complete performance because last year uh, at least against contender like they played teams from dallas isd that they just kind of they, they put yeah. in a, put in, you know put in the dumpster but this is 
last week against Lancaster, offense was cruising, mm-hmm. defense was cruising, special teams was sound, everything they did was great. William Little stepped up at the quarterback spot. Uh, they're running back, uh, uh, Green, who's, what's his first name? You always do this. I always do this. Uh, Ter- isn't it Terrence? No, it's not. Uh, their running back is it's because it's William Little's their quarterback, and then it's um, Danny Green. Danny, Danny Green, their Green. running back. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, Danny I should Green, know that great. as a Spurs fan. You should. Um, can they do it again? This would be more impressive than that because they're playing a top five, six, eight team. Uh, this could be another opportunity for South Cliff to put another, oh, like a real feather in the cap. I think they got a shot. Uh your favorite, but I think they got a shot in this game. Should be fun. Massive six-man matchup. It's a huge week in six-man football, by the way. It has been the past three weeks. All, well, <laughs> I'm telling you, all these. What I love about six-man football coaches is they ain't afraid. There's mm-hmm. like, nah, we're gonna schedule it. I think it's because you have so many. A lot of it are fourteen districts. Yep. And so you need seven non-district games, and so you can't hide. Mm-mm. And I think all these coaches just embrace it. Be like, no, and and they they all understand. You just gotta take your lumps. Uh, going down Friday night in Rankin. As the Westbrook Wildcats take on the Rankin Red Devils, Westbrook is coming off of a really nice bounce back win. Remember, they lost uh, week one in Knox City, and we're kind of like, they dropped out of the number one spot. We're like, oh, what's wrong with them? Well, last week against Jonesboro, they put it all together, and it was very impressive to watch. This team, uh, I think that, I think you, you, I'm about ready to chalk up it's just a week one weirdness mm-hmm. because we know what they're going to be about. Keegan Gilbreth, their, their their quarterback, has been very strong. Uh, they've got Parker Matlock there back there as well, Grayson Jeffrey. They're loaded. They've got plenty of playmakers. But this is another huge test on the road against Rankin, who has been very strong to start the year. 2-0 uh, to start the year with resounding wins over state-ranked Buena Vista, uh, as well as who they beat in week one? They beat Balmeray. Remember, they beat Balmeray. Mm-hmm. Balmeray's in a weird spot right now. I don't know how to feel about them. I think they're dealing with some injury issues. But a win's a win, plain and simple. And they have done it in a lot of... They've done it in a variety of different ways. Uh, I, I think that this Rankin team is right on the cusp of potentially something really big. And I think they've got a number of playmakers to make Westbrook really sweat. Uh, Blake Wise, their quarterback, David Berger up front is is, is a, a, a mismatch. Uh, Barrett Jackson, I'm into, this, I'm into Garrett Avalos' squad. Keep an eye on this one. Westbrook and Rankin, I think, has major implications across the six-man world. Uh, a top-five matchup in 1A Division One. Let's go out west uh, to Shotwell Stadium. This one's fun. Uh, 7 o'clock Friday night at Shotwell Stadium in Abilene as the number 25-ranked 6A squad, the Midland Legacy Rebels, visit the number 9 Abilene Eagles. Uh, the Eagles have been really good to start the year. Really, really good. They bodied Odessa Permian in the opener, and then they won the Crosstown Showdown last week against Abilene Cooper. Uh, their quarterback, Dylan Slack, has been good. They've got uh, Bam Rayshaw, their running back, uh, Antoine Rayshaw. He's been very good, and their defense looked very stout. They are punching up significantly here to take on Midland Legacy. What I find interesting about Legacy is that we talk a lot about their quarterback, Marcos Davila, but it's been the running game uh, with guys like Madden Milroy and, uh, Milroy rather, and, and Tommy Johnson III who've stepped up in a big way. Abilene's got to find a way to slow down that rushing attack. I think Abilene's got a great shot in this game. Um, I think this game's really fascinating. I think it's going to be rocking out there at Shotwell Stadium. A lot of fun there. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Midland Legacy and Abilene. Let's stay out west. Stay kind of big country. Yeah, big country. Yeah, definitely uh, big country. A big game in 3A as the number four Wall Hawks take on the number nine Jim Ned Indians in a top 10 matchup. Uh, this game is really intriguing. Uh, Wall out of Division 2 and taking on Jim Ned in Division 1. Wall looked really good last week in Cisco. Uh, they are, that. I'm telling you, that flexbone offense, they are it's cruising. Humming. They had, 
They ran for 327 yards last week. Nine different ball carriers. Insane. They're just going to hand it all over. Nathan Pepper is kind of the guy to know. Hart, uh, uh, Hagen Barbie is another guy to, to keep an eye on as well. Jim Ned's been really impressive to start the year. Last week they drummed uh, the holiday impressively, and the, the 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 QB running back combo of Gary Beasley and Braden Shipman is really hard to stop. This game's going to be fun, and I want to see how Jim Ned defends the option here from Wall. This is a fascinating game um, here, a top ten matchup in three A. Keep an eye on that one. And finally, pickle. Let's go to DeWitt County. Fantastic logo matchup here. And one of the great rivalries in Texas high school football. As the number four in 4A Division II, Cuero Gobblers visit the newly ranked number 10, 3A Division I, Yoakum Bulldogs in a series that will play for the 115th time pickle. These two teams, this is the third most played rivalry in Texas high school football, only behind El Campo Bay City and Denison Sherman. Um, this game is really interesting, Not j- obviously the rivalry part of it, but these are two really good teams. Yoakum, their coach Bo Robinson just got his 200th career win. Congratulations to him. And last week, they looked really good against Cameron Yo. Zachary Taylor, uh, who's an Army commit, uh, transfer in from Del Rio, he was terrific through three touchdowns and ran for another as they really dominated Cameron Yo. Uh, Cuero has looked really good as well through their first two, two weeks. They were really good against Toronto Monavaro in their opener, and we kind of know what to talk about, what they're all going to be all about. Mason Nataro, their quarterback, has stepped up in a big way as they're finding the, the running game, what they're going to look like running the ball. And then Brant Patak, they, their, their linebacker, has been very good as well. This is, it's interesting because I think Yoakum from a skill position spot can match up with Cuero, but this is going to be about the fronts and can Yoakum match up up front with Cuero. And of course, the great rivalry game. Um, I think this is going to be a fascinating game and I don't need to talk to anybody uh, in Dewey County going to this game. Those are my top 10 games of the week. But remember, you can get whip around coverage of the biggest games across the state of Texas on Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight, Friday night, live on YouTube and TexanLive.com. Uh, whip around coverage, free live everywhere. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, we are going to uh, talk with Toller head coach Jeremy Mullins ahead of their big game with Dallas Christian. But first, let's hear from our friends at the Earl Campbell Award. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to partner with Sport Tyler to award the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose National Player of the Week, which recognizes the top offensive player in Division I college football, who also exhibits the enduring characteristics that define Earl Campbell. Integrity, performance, teamwork, sportsmanship, drive, community, and tenacity. In addition, each honoree must be born in Texas, graduate from a Texas high school, or play at a Texas-based junior college or Division I Texas College. It all leads up to the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award, announced in January. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose National Player of the Week. For more information, visit earlcampbellaward.com. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Pickle week three of the Texas high school football season is upon us with huge games all across the state. One of them is a state-ranked matchup, public school versus private school, as Dallas Christian uh, visits the Toller Rattlers, 2-0 uh, at state-ranked. And here to talk about it is the head coach of those Toller Rattlers. We're joined by Coach Jeremy Mullins. Coach, how are you? I'm good. Tepper, how are you? I'm great. How are things in Beaufort, Toller, Texas? They're they're awesome, you know. It's it's 105, so it feels real nice outside right now. I read something the other day. Somebody said that the difference between 105 and 95 is 400 degrees, and I've never related more to something. I think that's fact, no doubt. Uh, let's talk a little bit about about your your Rattlers. This is a a program that has certainly been on the rise uh, the past couple of years. Um, last year, obviously, the the a, a terrific run in the playoffs. Um, you guys are off to this two and zero start. How how has the the expectation and maybe just the conversation within the locker room changed over the past couple of years? I, you know, I, I don't think there's any question. If there, you know, every day there's an expectation to show up and win, uh, and and I think it starts at, you know, in in the off season in the summer. Anything we do, uh, I think those those guys have certainly bought into just showing up and, and understanding what it takes to. To, to, to win and uh, the expectation uh, no doubt in the last couple of years has been that uh, you guys uh, are, have now won 25 games in the last uh, two, in the last two years plus uh, I, I go back to when you took over back in, in 2017 and it does feel like it's been this this slow build uh, to, to get to this point where you guys are, are true statewide contenders um, 
whenever you I know it's 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 to, to look back on when you started but was this the kind of process that you anticipated undertaking whenever you you got there to Toler? Tepper, I'll be honest. I, I don't know that that uh, I, I was anticipating it happening. You know, in year one or two, <laughs> not 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 six or seven. Uh, I, I think in in all actuality, you know, you you hope that you build something that that, that gets a little better every year. Uh, you know, I, uh, you you don't ever want to peek out or head in, head in the opposite direction. And so I think that's always been our, our coaching staff's mindset is you know how can we be a little bit better than we were the the, the past year. Talking with Jeremy Mullins, head coach of the Toller Rattlers here on Texas Football Today. You can involve the conversation in the hashtag TF Today. But coach, with those with those that success also comes expectations and 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 you know, from within the program and and from without the program. For for example, you guys are state ranked number three in the state according to those dum dumbs at Dave Campbell's Texas football. Um, how do you handle and approach expectations as they continue to rise within your program? Yeah, we, we appreciate y'all uh, <laughs> giving our kids and parents something to, to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I think in any coach, you know, you hope you want to be at a place that has expectation. You know, I know that's that's us and our staff right now is man, we 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 enjoy being in in, in that arena. Uh, you know, talk to our kids the last couple of years. Of, there was a point we were chasing everybody, and you know now there's a point where some people are chasing you, and you've got the target on your back, and 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 what are you going to do to keep keep yourself in that position? And so. Uh, you know, with, with those expectations, yeah, you better you better put in the work to to make sure you you uphold the the standard that's been set by those that have that have come before you. Uh, so, and and man, we've we've had such a good good group of kids right now. They show up and they work hard, and uh, they're they're doing a tremendous job in doing that. You guys are are two and zero, oh, and and one of the real shining stars of of this this team so far has been the defense. Uh, you guys have have really held down two pretty decent offenses there in, in Peaster and, and early in the in the start of the season. Um, what is it about this defense that has them off to this hot start that has you most excited? Yeah, you know, our our, our defensive staff does a great job. Weston Bond coordinates that, and, and Brandon Higgins does our D-line. Those guys do a great job of, of preparing those guys each week. And and I, I think the biggest thing is we, we, we put 11 guys on the field to play hard. Man, we, those those 11 guys know that there's a daggum standard when, when you're playing Rattler defense, and it's it's A to B, 4 to 6 every snap, and, and they do a great job of it. We're not big up front uh you know we're we're going to be a lot smaller than the group we're going against this this friday and that that's kind of the way it is most weeks for us but those dudes get off the ball and they, and they just play hard for four quarters and i think that's that's something that certainly is, has uh, elevated in the last couple of years offensively i know i know uh, you, you've been he has been a little nicked up but i know one of the guys that has really stepped up uh has been uh, isaac blessing a, a guy who was your, your quarterback last year uh back you know started start a couple of games at quarterback but was was really taking over at the offensive side uh, this year uh, and has really flourished and really blossomed here in these first couple of games. Uh, you know, the numbers are impressive. We watch a little bit of tape on Isaac Blessing. He's fun to watch. As the guy who gets to talk with him in the locker room and is with him in the quiet moments, what, what can you tell us about Isaac Blessing that makes him so special? You, you, it will be hard to find a better leader than Isaac Blessing. That, that, since I've known Isaac in, in sixth grade, he's been amped up about football and, and totally Rattler football. And the, if you were to come in our field house today, he'd have a huge smile on his face, <laughs> excited about going to practice, whatever day of the week it is. And so I think it starts right there. Kids, look, kids, kids rally around him. He's the kind of guy that the kids listen to. Uh, and, then, you know, that's certainly the kind of guy you want 
taking snaps for you on on Friday night. Uh, and then on top of that, he's, he's a daggum good athlete. Uh, he's a 6'3", he's 200-pound quarterback that, you know, was an all-state linebacker last year. And so he's, he's got that mindset going for him as well. Uh, but but no, overall, just a tremendous kid. Uh, it's going down in, in Toler this weekend as you guys welcome in uh, another state-ranked foe. This in the private school ranks as Dallas Christian comes to town. And I know you guys have been in the lab trying to figure out how to attack the Chargers. They got themselves a legendary coach on the other side as well. Um, and I'm not going to ask you to give away all your all your secrets here, but uh, but when you, you take a look at what you're up against in the Chargers this week, uh, tomorrow night, what, what do you see? You see a lot of athletes across the field and, and, and big up front. They, uh, you know, you, you said it. Uh, you know, Coach Wheeler, I, I believe that the field's named after him mm-hmm. there. So, uh, you know, you're always – you feel good about going into that week when the team's coaches and field's named after him. But they, those guys, man, they've done a good job. They've, they've won their, their division the last couple of years, state title. Uh, and I I would be willing to bet he'd say they're more athletic this year than, than they've been just from watching them on, on film. And so quarterback's a stud. Uh, the Carney kid can throw it. He can run it. Uh, and then they've got an athlete running back and, and a couple on the outside that, you know, any second they, they might go – 60 with it so defensively we we've got to be you know we got to be sound we got to be in the right place at the right time and then and then offensively well you know we've we've hung our hat on establishing the run and so it, it's a challenge for us i believe up front this week they're they're good defensively they run the football well and, uh big up front and so can we get some movement against those guys down there in the trenches i, I don't want to get too far uh, ahead of this because i know you guys got uh, got work to do tonight and or tomorrow night and then uh, next week another big game uh against comanche before you guys hit your open date but then district play starts five two a division two uh and uh it's uh that, that uil didn't do you any favors i'll say that much um uh, when you take a look at what you guys are going to be up against whenever five a uh district five play rolls around uh what's your what's your your scope on on what you see you know that our district returns a lot of a lot of kids Mm -hmm. Uh, i think everybody everybody in our district you know we we probably lost by far the most most amount of seniors last year and so uh those guys i think everybody's got a chance to be a little better than they were last year and and we start with hamilton i think they're i think they're a team that that's potentially overlooked by some people right now they've they've got a good group of kids gonna be tough play hard uh that, that coaching staff does a good job uh, you know, and and then and then you you look up and you got you got Coleman coming there uh, right after it, so it, it certainly doesn't doesn't get any easier. Those guys have, uh, have established a pretty big tradition there, and uh, was a battle last year. And I don't I don't expect it to be any any different this year. It's going down the on the Snake Farm Toller Rattler Stadium Friday night seven thirty as the Toller Rattlers welcome in the Dallas Christian Chargers and head coach Jeremy Mullins will be on the sideline. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations! Yep, again. Thank, thanks for having us on. Absolutely, there you go. Jeremy Mullins, head coach, Toller Rattlers, join us here. Interesting game, hard to get a read on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, I know that they're they've been a little bit nicked up mm-hmm. at the running back spot. Um, not sure of, of, of what that's going to look like for them, but I do know that Dallas Christian is going to pose a, a real interesting challenge to them. And again, it's just hard to get a, a gauge on Dallas Christian because they've got a they've got a, a big win over a team that they're better than and Bishop Dunn, right? And then they went out of state and played what like a mystery box team, right? And came back with a narrow loss. So we just don't know. We know they're athletic. We know they got playmakers. Mm-hmm. We also know the Tollers next the the next time they back down from a fight is going to be the first. So excited to see that. We were excited to get Jeremy Mullins on uh, to talk a little Toller Rattlers football. Appreciate his time.
We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, the picks, my high school football predictions for week three of the Texas high school football season. But first, let's hear from our partners. Takis is the presenting sponsor of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award, spotlighting influential kids looking to pursue a career focused on the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our future. Be sure to check out this week's Spotlight Game of the Week, where we'll be spotlighting two Sustainability Champions Award winners. Thank you to Takis for your support of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with the North Texas Honda Dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their community in so many different ways. Thanks to the support of the helpful North Texas Honda Dealers, we have an opportunity to shine a light on a few very deserving individuals. Congratulations to this week's recipients of the Helpful Honda Community Helper Award, and thank you for being helpful in your community. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. It's that time, Pickle. Is it? Oh, no. Yeah, it is. It's week three. It's week three of the Texas high school football season. It's week as two our, of college. It's week as whatever of... It's week one of the NFL. Accurately, <laughs> accurately depicts. It's week three of the Texas high school numbers. football season. Giant games everywhere you look, but there is only one person who subjects Mallory Hartley to editing this piece. <laughs> Uh, it's the picks, my high school predictions for week three of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. We're loaded up for another huge week of Texas high school football in week three. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're now into the third week of the Texas high school football season. And one thing I want to stress is that it's okay to say, I don't know. It really is. Uh, We're only two weeks in. We only have two weeks of data for these teams. And sometimes they kind of run counter to one another, right? Maybe a team looks great in week one and then lays an egg in week two. Or it looks really good in both weeks, but you don't know about their opponents. It's okay to wait for more data. But the good thing is this week we will get some major, major information on some contenders statewide. It's going to be a fun week of games. We start in Houston. 7 o'clock Friday night at Planet Ford State. Stadium in spring. It is a Class 6A state rank clash as the Spring Westfield Mustangs welcome in the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Westfield's hot and cold offense. So let's go back to week one for Westfield. Better times because the offense was cruising. 444 yards of total offense against Cy Park looked every bit the part of a state championship contender. Running back Taji Atkins was fantastic. Quarterback Miles Dent looked like in complete command of the offense. Nothing but good things. They ran for almost 15 yards a carry. Good times. Then last week happened against Fort Penn Hightower in a 14-9 loss to the Hurricanes, and the offense just couldn't get going. They had under 250 yards of total offense. If you take out a 60-yard run for Taji Atkins, they only averaged like four yards a carry. Suddenly, the offense had trouble moving the ball. So we have these two disparate data points, right, for Westfield. One time, they looked fantastic. Everything was working. They threw the ball effectively. The offensive line was pushing. Everything worked great. The other time... 
Hightower really bottled them up. So this offense is run hot and cold. What happens when a state-ranked team comes to town? Key number two, Bailey's back. Let's talk about Caleb Bailey, the North Shore quarterback, because he is a real storyline for these Mustangs. You may remember him from setting the world on fire in Texas high school football last year up until he got injured, and his knee injury cost him the end of the regular season and the entire playoff run, which ended in a state championship loss to Duncanville. But He's back, and the first two weeks looks pretty darn good. Looks like he's really 100% and improved in many respects, especially as far as his accuracy is concerned. Now, make no mistake, this will be the biggest test he has had since he's returned from injury, because this Westfield defense is something serious. So, how does the superstar quarterback for North Shore look in his biggest test yet? And key number three, the big fellas. Yeah, okay, the receivers and the quarterbacks, they're fun, right? But let's talk about the trenches, because when you talk about Westfield and North Shore, you should be talking about what happens up front, because that is part of their culture. They are determined to be the most physical team in the ballgame. What happens when they clash? And usually that is what determines who wins between Westfield and North Shore. Big time matchups in this one. You got defensive end for Westfield, Bryson Balka, going up against Jacoby Isom and that offensive line for North Shore. On the other side, uh, you've got this really physical front that's starting to come along for North Shore, taking on Raekwon Bell and this really strong Westfield offensive line. This looks like a real heavyweight matchup to borrow a phrase, between two big fronts. What happens in the trenches with these two Titans? Who am I picking? I'm going with North Shore. I think I just trust the Mustangs, the North Shore Mustangs, that is, their offense to be more consistent in this game. Because over the past couple of weeks, what we've seen is this North Shore offense go out there and take care of business. Caleb Bailey's been great. They've run the ball well. Their offensive line's got to push. Their receiver core has started to grow. Willie Gaston, in his time as offensive coordinator, now as head coach, has built this into a machine. And the machine looks like it's rolling at peak capacity right now. Westfield is going to be the best defense that North Shore has faced this year by a pretty considerable margin in this game. But I'm just a little bit spooked about what happened last week against Hightower offensively. I just wonder if something was figured out about how you can slow down this rushing attack for Westfield, because that's where it all starts. They need to run the ball with Taji Atkins and take a little bit of pressure off this junior quarterback, Dent, in order to give them an opportunity. The balance has got to be there for Westfield, and I think that North Shore is going to be able to make them a little bit more one-dimensional. This game is going to be a street fight. These are two big physical teams, but I think North Shore gets the win. Give me the Mustangs. How about some Thursday night action? 7 o'clock Thursday night at Crusader Stadium on the campus of Mary Harden Baylor in Belton. It is a 4A versus 3A state rank clash as the Wimberley Texans take on the Brock Eagles. And two teams that played for a state championship last year came up a little bit short, hoping to get back to AT&T Stadium. And Brock's brutal non-district schedule continues with Wimberley. Cody Stover, their quarterback, has been on fire to start the season. 11 touchdowns in their first two games. They have been rolling, have the Texans. Now they take on a Brock team that is one and one. They lost a heartbreaker to Pleasant Grove in the opener, got some revenge on Wichita Falls Hershey last week. The defense has been fantastic. Linebacker Cooper Massey has been great. But what happens when the offense gets pushed? Because the offense uh, fits and starts so far with runner back Brett Tudor. They need to have that balance offensively and especially be able to run the ball to get past this Wimberley team. I think there's going to be a low scoring slugfest with both defenses taking center stage, but I think Wimberley comes up with a couple extra plays, giving the Texans. 
Let's go to the big country, 7 o'clock Friday night at Shotwell Stadium in Abilene. It is a state-ranked clash between the Abilene Eagles and the Midland Legacy Rebels. Abilene's looked fantastic through their first two weeks. Remember, they knocked off Odessa Permian in week one and then won the Crosstown Showdown last week against Abilene Cooper. Quarterback Dylan Slack has been great. I'm a big fan of this running back, Antoine Rayshaw. I think they have a great balanced attack, and their defense has come to play as well. What happens when they punch up against Midland Legacy? Because this team is serious business. You know, for all we talk about quarterback Marcos Davila, and he's a star, make no mistake. I think the real star of the show so far for Legacy has been the running game. Tommy Johnson III is the tip of the spear for what is a balanced and multi-headed running attack for the Rebels, and that is going to be really difficult for Abilene to slow down. The real matchup in this one is can the front seven for Abilene find a way to match up and slow down the running game for Midland Legacy? I think this game is close, but I think home field advantage matters here, and I think I'm believing in the Eagles. Give me Abilene. And let's go out east, 7 o'clock Friday night at Eakin Stadium in Timpson. It is a state-ranked matchup of 3A versus 2A as the Dangerfield Tigers visit the Timpson Bears. And we are getting to the fireworks factory here because these two teams can hit some home runs. You want to talk about explosive offenses, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Quarterback Chase Johnson leads the way for this Dangerfield attack, which has looked fantastic. Of course, they've got a big-time playmaker in Aaron Bubba Hampton, who is going to be one of the most dynamic players on the field. Timpson, 2-0 rolling offensively, which is amazing considering they've been without Mr. Texas football Terry Bussey. Instead, it's been J.J. Garner, the running back turned quarterback who's been leading the way. Make no mistake, they lean on Vosky Howard as well. They are much more than just Terry Bussey, and they have been proving it through the first two weeks. I think this is going to be a firefight. Two teams going back and forth, hitting home runs. It's going to come down to one or two stops. And in the end, I think Timpson gets it done at home. Give me the Bears. But those are far from the only big games in week three of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I think Hooks keeps it rolling with a win over Winsboro. Really interesting private school versus public school matchup here. I like Dallas Christian in a close one over Toller. And give me North Crowley over Lovejoy. I like Sonora over El Dorado. Decap gets by Jefferson and a slugfest on the coastal bend. I like Edna over Refurio. Bridgeland stays hot with a win over Alvin Shadow Creek. Canyon West Plains beats rival Canyon. And Denton Geyer bounces back with a win over Lancaster. Give me Bushland over Childress. Holland in a close one over Granger. And Jim Ned takes down wall. I'm going with Graham over Glen Rose. Give me Harmony to take down Beckville. And Cuero sneaks by Yoakum. Critical district matchup in Houston. I like Katie to get by Katie Tompkins. Give me Stephenville to beat Decatur. And how about a matchup of state champions? I like DeSoto over South Oak Cliff. I like Columbus over Rice Consolidated. Liberty Hill and Hutto played an 162-point game last week. I don't think it's that crazy, but I do think Georgetown gets by Liberty Hill. And give me Albany over Seymour. Centerville stays hot with a win over Teague. Give me Corpus Christi Cal Allen over Corpus Christi Flower Bluff and staying on the coast. I like Port Lavaca Calhoun over Sinton. I like Mason over Ozona. Prosper stays hot with a win over Rockwall and a huge game in Frisco ISD. I like Frisco Lone Star over Frisco Reedy. I'm going with El Paso Pebble Hills over El Paso Eastwood and now four teams with hyphens in their names. I like Port Nature's Groves to beat West Orange Stark and I like Hampshire Finette to beat Colt Spring Oakhurst. Got it? Humble Summer Creek beats Klein Collins. Stratford stays hot with a win over Groover. And I like Jordanton over Pleasanton. I like Amarillo Tascosa over Odessa. Permian Franklin gets a win over Dieball. And a really interesting matchup of 2-0 teams. I think Andam Consolidated wins a close one over Lufkin. I'm going with San Benito over McAllen Memorial. San Antonio Brennan beats San Antonio Harlan. And a real underrated matchup. I like Wallace Brazos over Louise. I'm going with Farwell over Sundown. Give me College Station over Temple. And 
it's the worst bowl. I like New Braunfels over New Braunfels Canyon. Pottsboro takes down Whitesboro and in our six-man game of the week, I like Spring Lake Earth over Happy. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week three of the Texas high school football season. We'll see ya. There it is, the picks and the high school football predictions for a week. Trace of the Texas high school football season. And as always, guarantee I got at least one of those right. You can f- view that on YouTube if you missed any of that. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, coming up at 2 o'clock today, wherever you're watching this, women talking football. Mallory Hartley and I will be um, walking through the spotlight games for Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight, our program that happens tomorrow. Um, it's tough. <laughs> and then we are talking El Paso and uh, Permian Basin. Nice. Yeah, excited. Rachel Phillips from out there in El Paso is going to join us again. She's a fantastic interview. Um, if you missed her last year, you definitely want to catch her. So 2 o'clock, coming up soon. So do that. Set your set your watch. You yes. have an alarm on your watch. Then set your watch. Set your watch. Set my watch right now. Women talking at two. Women talking. This is just a watch. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thank you very much to Jeremy Mullins, head coach of the Teller Rattlers, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Helpful Honda Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today. Thank you.